0: get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Today, I want to share with you my interview with a special guest, Nick True from Map.Money about a process that makes most of my clients cringe. And I'm talking about with Nick today about spending and and really looking at our budgeting. I would love to explore and share this conversation with you. Um, Why um, do most people not like to budget? And is there an alternative to how we can actually begin to understand where we're seeing how our money flows, right? can give us the actual ultimate happiness and so tune in into this conversation where nick shares of what he has adapted into teaching his clients um of, of how incorporating spending and and really creating a budget that works for you and putting every dollar to work has given him ultimate flexibility to go chase after his dreams i'd love to hear your story and i'm sure our listeners do but um... So how, how did you get started and why are you so interested in talking about budgeting uh, and sure. out of all days? Things-
1: <laughs> so it's, it, it really started because I, I have sort of a, um, the most stereotypical sort of um, did the, the by the rule book sort of uh, story up until – Uh, after college. And so, I I went to, you know, went to high school and got all the good grades, did what I was supposed to. Went to college, got the grades, did what I was supposed to. Got a degree in mechanical engineering uh, because that that was a good job that you could go and make money in, very respectable. Mm -hmm. Got a job in mechanical engineering and uh, took me about all of a month to realize uh, I did not want to spend my life doing this and i i wanted a lot more freedom and control over what i did and where i went and and how i did it and you know i'm i'm extremely lucky and blessed to be growing up in a time where the internet exists you know my my grandparents didn't have this opportunity to be able to work remotely and do 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 calls like this uh, you know from the other side mm-hmm. of the country and so all that to say, like, for me and my wife, very quickly, early in our marriage and after college, we realized we wanted to do something a little bit different. And so we started finding people online who were working remotely and traveling in RVs and, and you know, sort of making this thing work. Uh, and so in large part, the interest in budgeting and the real interest in money became not not for the sake of money, but because mm-hmm. of what money allowed us to do. And so if we wanted to buy an Airstream and renovate it and build a desk and be able to work remotely and travel the country and buy a truck to tow that Airstream and quit jobs and figure out an income, you have to have money to do all that, right? And so um, the budgeting simply became this way of um, me and my wife getting on the same page and sort of saying, okay, here's the vision that we have for our life. Um, how, how can we use our money to help us achieve that? And along the way, I, I sort of think, found out that I love teaching and I love helping people and I love coaching. And I've done a, a good bit of that in other areas. And so I sort of married up my love of finance and, and budgeting with my love of, of teaching and helping people. And that's how I found myself talking about this all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I love how you put it, um, you know, vision first, and then everything sort of falls out of that. Absolutely. Um, It's definitely important because, and I like to focus with clients um, as well as um, at the very beginning once we start um, the the planning process. Like the big question is, what is it that you want to accomplish, right? What kind of goals do you have? And then, yes, we go to figure out what the money is going to, or you know, to do, and what do you have to still save or work and 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 all of that. So. from the work that you're teaching, and I know you have uh, quite a successful YouTube channel and there's lots of interesting videos so for, for folks who want to uh, kind of dive in deeper on that topic, um, but let's talk a little bit about like why there's this notion that budget doesn't work, like or why do people think it doesn't work?
1: Yeah. So one of the biggest problems with budgeting is that it's got a really bad reputation, right? It's gotten a it's gotten a bad rap and a, a bad brand over the course of the years. And so when people hear the word budget, they think of like handcuffs, right? They think of change, they feel restricted. This is this thing that it's gonna beat you over the head, right? It, it's gonna take away your freedom. It's gonna make you not be able to do fun things. And the big flip that I'm I'm so big on talking about is is recognizing that actually budgeting has nothing to do with taking away your freedom. It's actually a plan to help you get more freedom. And so the, the reason budgets don't work for most people is that they don't get super clear on why they're trying to do this in the first place. They don't get super clear on what that vision is for their life, whether it's trying to get married, whether it's trying to sort a family, whether it's trying to buy that dream home or change jobs or move across the country or whatever that big vision is for where they want their life to go, they're not clear on that. And so then they have no reason to really stick with a budget. And when you're not super clear on why you're doing this, then it is going to feel restrictive because you have to cut back on some of your in the moment spending for that long-term thing. And if you're not super clear on that long-term thing, you're going to hate budgeting because it just feels like it's taking away all of your fun in the moment. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. So how, um, and it's, like i think the the current world we're in and, and all the things that are available like at the you know at the touch of a finger even my son who's 20 months old um, you know loves my phone so you know that's all he does and like this idea of like click here get this like this instant gratification right and so you like throw in this idea that you could actually love the budgeting it's like how how do we overcome those thoughts in our head or how or even probably a better question is how do we create better or start creating better habits to yeah. start to love this process or even yeah. respect it? well
1: Part of it, I think, it starts it starts with self awareness around what's actually going on. And so, what what I mean by that is, if you, if you look at the way uh, most of the research is out there around habit building or habit forming, um, about forty to sixty percent, so about half of every decision you make every single day is based on habits. It's not something you're consciously doing. And Mm -hmm. so the stuff that you're buying on Amazon, the stuff you're buying in the grocery store, the route that you take to work, even the like what pant leg you put on first in the morning, all of those decisions are based on subconscious habit forming and what you've done in the past, which means you're not spending your money consciously. You are just one click shopping. You are just, oh my gosh, let me see that thing and let me grab it. Or I have to upgrade my iPhone because at and sent me a message and said, I'm due for an upgrade. So I have to upgrade it, right? It's, it's just mm-hmm. sort of everything in our world is pushing us to not make any conscious decisions. And so part of it is just recognizing like, oh my gosh. I don't even make any of this stuff consciously. And so it's it's stopping and pulling yourself out of it and going, okay, I've got to stop making subconscious decisions and I've got to start being a little bit more conscious and aware and ask yourself, do I actually want this thing? Like Mm -hmm. there's a whole big debate in the personal finance world sometimes that people talk about like, oh, you need to cut lattes or or you need to cut Uh this small spending because then it's going to help you. On the flip side, you have other people who say, Oh, well, lattes are such a, a minor expense. You need to focus on making more money. That's ridiculous. Like that's not going to get us uh, help you save for a house. And so just buy the latte. I'm sort of standing in the middle or even outside of the debate going like, yeah, but like, do you actually even want the latte? Because most people <laughs> are <laughs> buying the latte out of habit. And so my whole shtick is if you really want the latte and it brings you a ton of value, buy it. But yeah. if it doesn't, then let's consciously take our money away from the latte and go spend it on something else that does bring you a lot of value. Um, so I think it starts with like consciously being aware of what's going on and making a decision of like, okay, it's not that I don't get to have fun. It's that I'm going to build habits that are going to help me have more fun that I'm really conscious about so that I can have the most fun, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, the, lot, the latte example is awesome. I, um, I, I don't know. I think I stand with you more on the outside of this uh, is, 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 is because it's it's tricky. And yes, I think it's not, uh, you know, not buying coffee one, one day isn't going to change the entire plan. <laughs> no, so.
1: but, but if it's not what you want, and you're only doing it because everybody in your friend group does it, or because it's just what you've yeah. always done, then it's time to shift that and do something different
0: for sure for sure so how uh, when you're teaching i know you do quite a few uh presentations and and discussions around budgeting so maybe you can walk us through like what you know what do you normally start with or in your coaching calls with clients like how do you approach
1: that yeah. Percent. So the, the way I typically start it is um, a lot of the time I'll, I'll use I'll use a, uh, the metaphor of like going on a trip, right? And so let's say that you're, you're there on the West Coast in San Francisco. And let's say that I decide I want to take a road trip to San Francisco, um, but I don't know where I'm currently located, right? I get in my car and I punch in my GPS and I say, I want to take me to San Francisco, but I don't, for some reason, I have my location turned off and I don't allow Google to tell me to know where I'm currently at. What are the chances of me actually getting to San Francisco? Like zero, right? <laughs> There's no <laughs> shot I'm going to get there. Unless um, you have a map. Unless I have a map. But that's the whole point because I don't know where I'm currently at. And, and that's so that's where most people start there because yeah. they don't even know what they're currently spending. If you ask any random person on the street right now how much they spend a month on groceries, they'll, be, they'll give you a number. It'll be way off. They have no clue. And so it starts with, okay, let's just determine where you're currently at. Mm-hmm. Then, once we get a good handle on where you're at by tracking your money for a month to see what's going on, then we paint a picture of what you want that future to look like. Do you want to quit your job and buy an RV and travel the country? Do you want to love your job and just get a different house? Or do you want to try and get married and save for a wedding? Or do you want to have a kid and save for that? Like, what do you want? What do you want your next four, five, six, 10 years to look like? Mm -hmm. We get super clear on that. And then now you know where you're currently located. And you know, your vision of where you want to go in the next five years. So now we can start putting the pieces in place for the middle to actually make that happen. And that's where traditional budgeting comes into place of like you thinking about, oh, I need to cut back here or cut back there. It comes in the middle only after you've determined where you're at and where you want to go. And at that point, the cutting back doesn't feel as restrictive because you know that it's so that you can do this thing. When I sacrificed eating out and a bunch of other things for those two years, it was because I knew I was going to quit my job, buy an RV, and travel full time, and that was motivating enough for me to be able to stick to a budget without it feeling restrictive.
0: So you had your goals, so you had your vision and your goals yes. in front of you to give you that. So that instant gratification, we're going to go out tonight to dinner and drinks, could wait because yes, that's right. Yeah.
1: Because every single day I was waking up going like, I hate this job. And I Mm -hmm. want to travel full time. And so there was nothing that was going to get in my way of doing that and making sure that I was using as many dollars as possible towards that goal.
0: Yeah. And, and I see that a lot too. And and, and so when the clients, when, when we, we, you know, start with the plan, we do the same thing, you know, look at the, where you are and sort of start to envision where you're going forward. But I'm interested to see if you if you, if you you have insights as to what happens when people kind of fall off the wagon, yeah. right? They, they get excited, they do all of this, and they're like, okay, the budget doesn't work six months later. So yeah. why?
1: Normally, if that's happening, um, one of two things is going on. One is potentially that we've made the budget too complicated, meaning um, whatever tool you're using, whether you're using a spreadsheet or pen and paper or YNAB or Every Dollar or Mint or whatever million budgeting apps are out there, whichever one you're using, you've chosen something that is too complicated and you need to simplify your system. Uh, because if it's so complicated that you are procrastinating on it and sort of waiting on it, <clears throat> that, that's no good. So we've got to get it to really be simple for whatever system you're using to run this budget so that you can manage it in just a couple of minutes a day or less. Now, the other problem that could be happening is that your why, your vision is not strong enough. And so one of the exercises I do with my clients is um, you have to come up with a really strong why statement that is formulated this way. I want to start a budget and master my money because, insert blank, if I don't, insert blank. And so a poor one, a bad one is I want to master my money because I want to be able to go out to eat more and get drinks with friends. If I don't, I'll be stuck putting those things on a credit card. That's not strong enough. That's not compelling enough to get you to actually stick to a budget. What is compelling is I want to master my money and stick to a budget so that I can actually pay for my own retirement. If I don't, I will be a burden to my own children and I will hinder their ability to save money because they'll have to pay for me And that will eventually also hinder my grandchildren. No parent wants to be a burden to their own children or their grandchildren. And so like when I work with 50-somethings, that's the why statement that we focus on a lot. And that's powerful to keep you going and keep you motivated. And so a lot of the time I find that whatever vision you've created, whatever why statement you've created, it's not powerful enough if you're not sticking to it.
0: Yeah, I can see that definitely for 50-somethings or folks closer closer to retirement because it's like- Yeah, it's really real. Uh, yep. just, it's a little different for younger folks, but still, I mean, I think, I think. Yeah, it's
1: the- a different why. So, like for me, right when I started this whole process, I was in, I was twenty two years old, and so for me, it was if I, I want to master my money and stick to a budget because I want to have the freedom to leave this job that I hate and find suffocating. If mm-hmm. I don't, I'm going to be just like that forty five year old dude who hates his job, travels all the time, and never sees his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was my reality for the engineering firm I was working at. And so that was my motivating factor. Yeah,
0: that is definitely strong enough to get you going. Exactly. Yeah, I love I love the connect, the connecting too. So uh, you mentioned also, um, is there a favorite app of yours? I know you do quite a bit of talking. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. All- um, my favorite budgeting tool is called YNAB. It stands for You Need a Budget. Um There's a lot of great tools out there, though. Um, That's the one that I found to like the best. Uh, It's a little bit more like if you had a spectrum of sort of like learning curve and advanced, it's a little bit more on the advanced, steeper learning curve side. Um, But once you get the hang of it, there's, it has some really good features and abilities and capabilities that some of the other tools lack. Um, But I don't know if you've ever listened to um, photographers or camera people or anything like that. One of the sayings is uh, the best camera is the one you have on you or the mm-hmm. one you'll use. Um, and so we can debate budgeting tools all day. And, and at the end of the day, uh, the best one is the one that you're going to use and stick with. And so that, that's kind of where I stand with that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's there's definitely, um, and that's, <laughs> this is a common question too. It's like, okay, well, what's the best you know app I can yep. use? Or yep. do you have the best looking spreadsheet? Yep. Yeah, here's the spreadsheet are you going to use it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's that's the question to answer. This is awesome. Um, Is there any other last minute thoughts before we close the session? Uh,
1: I I don't think so. I think, I think the biggest thing, the the biggest takeaway would be um, there's this great, uh, there's this great little story from Alice in Wonderland that I share a lot um, that, that comes to mind where, uh, Alice is sort of lost in the woods and she comes across the uh, the Cheshire cat and she basically says, uh, hey, do you, do you know which way I should go? And the cat responds and says, well, that depends a great deal on where you want to get to. And then she says, well, I, I don't much care where I should go. And then the cat responds and says, well, then it doesn't matter which road you take. <laughs> and then she says, so mm-hmm. long as I end up somewhere. And she goes, oh, you're sure to do that so long as you keep on walking. And so that's how most people live their life. They're sort of walking through the woods and going like, where should I go? And then, you know, somebody might say to them, well, it depends on where you want to get to. And they're like, I don't, I don't know. And that's the problem. Right. And so if anything, I I would just encourage anybody listening to this, like if budgeting hasn't worked for you in the past, remember that it is not supposed to beat you up. It is not supposed to feel restrictive. If it does, you're doing it wrong. And so the budget needs to be this thing that you're super pumped about because it's built to help you achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. Um, And so we have to get super clear on what that is first.
0: Yeah, I love that. I definitely am going to incorporate more of that into my planning. So uh, uh, Nick, how can uh, folks connect with you?
1: Yeah. So, um, if you want to check out my stuff, you can go to uh, YouTube is sort of our home base. And so my wife and I put videos there. It's uh if you just type in mapped out money or Nick true, you'll find us. Uh, and then, uh, my wife and I also have a podcast that we do together, which is super fun called the mapped out money podcast. Uh, and so those are probably the, the best two ways to, to check us out.
0: Hey, money boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time. Such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, Remember, you are the boss of your life.